monsters. They exist among us, and sometimes they win. Even the devil was an angel once. The world has its own rules, and these rules are not human. Some of us seek answers to the origin and existence of cryptids and the unexplained. Join us as we venture beyond the known and accepted boundaries. Welcome to our nightmare. I think you're going to like it. Hey, folks, good evening, and welcome to Phantoms Monsters Personal Reports, where I will narrate, discuss some of the cryptid and unexplained sightings and encounters submitted to Phantoms of Monsters and the Phantoms of Monsters 14 research team. And thanks for joining me. Now, um, Phantoms of Monsters radio channel is made possible by you clicking on the subscribe and like buttons and by you sharing our programming, uh, the super chat and super thanks donations are appreciated. You can click the dollar icon located uh, below the chat box. And uh, the buy me a coffee link is also shown below. So thanks for your consideration. Uh, I want to welcome all new members to the channel, as well as first timers in the chat. If you are listening to me for the first time, please like and subscribe to the channel. Set your notifications and bell icon so you can receive word when the new presentation is live or being posted on the channel. Now, if you're in the chat and have a question, please use all caps. I'll try to get to each and every one of them after my presentation, and I will let you know when I'm reading the last account so you can get your questions in the chat. So tonight, there is a region within the state of Pennsylvania where a vast majority of cryptid canine sightings have historically occurred. The Lichen Loop starts in northwest Pennsylvania near the Allegheny State Forest, then extends southeast through the state and ends near the southern reaches of the Susquehanna River near the Mason-Dixon line. Now, there have been sporadic reports throughout the state, but the Lichen Loop has proved to be a legitimate hotspot. The team and I have investigated these cases, some of which were originally reported and investigated by Butch Bukowski. So relax and listen to these sightings and encounters, uh, then put yourself in the shoes of these witnesses and imagine how you would react in a, situ a similar situation. And if you have questions, feel free to post them in the live chat. I'll do my best to each answer each, and one, each one of them. So, the first account, I am currently a resident of Altoona, Pennsylvania. I am writing this to report a strange encounter I experienced with a friend of mine in the early morning hours of Sunday, March 17th, 2013. The incident is now over two years old. I chose not to report this event before, now due to the un an unwillingness to expose myself or my family and friends to public scrutiny. Considering the recent spat of similar sightings in Pennsylvania, I have changed my mind. Perhaps our experience will help with the current research. As such, I would like to make my intention clear that any persons and I mention please retain an anonymity at this time. Reporting a Bigfoot or even a UFO sighting is one thing, but this is somewhat different. 
Now, on the evening in question, a friend and I were returning from a job that I had performed in Williamsburg, Pennsylvania. My friend was driving. To the best of my recollection, the incident occurred somewhere between 1.30 a.m. and 2 a.m. on the morning of March 17th. Now, we were traveling southwest on Route 22 through what is known as Geezy Town, a rural suburb of Hollidaysburg, Pennsylvania. As we rounded a little curve in the road, our attention was drawn to our left on the opposite side of the road. Standing or squatting in a clearing a few feet off the side of the road was some kind of creature. And my friend wasn't driving very fast and slowed a bit as we approached. Now, our initial view of it was from its dorsal side as it was facing away from us. It came into profile as we passed with its right side to us. Now, it struck me immediately that the creature had a combination of both human and canine features. It was squatting down on its, on its legs close to the ground, but was doing so in a bipedal fashion. The legs had a stifle joint and hock characteristic of a canine, not like a human leg. It had its front limbs and arms in front of it, and I believe it was possibly crouched over something, maybe a smaller animal. The arms were long in proportion to its body. Now, I recall thinking the hands were more human-like as opposed to Paul's. Its torso seemed to be somewhat hunched forward. I had the impression that at any moment, it could, could have gone to all fours quite comfortably. The creature's chest was not broad like a human's, but had a pronounced forward-angled breastbone like a canine. It gave an impression of great strength having distinct and well-defined musculature, but was not built on a massive frame. It seemed thinner. If it had stood fully erect, I would estimate that the creature would have been close to seven foot tall. It was covered in fur that was gray, silver in color. <clears throat> the creature seemed unnaturally shiny, although this could have been a reflection from the headlights or the moon. It had pointy, erect canine ears that were somewhat laid back on its head. The head was large and very wolf-like in overall appearance. The muzzle was also very wolf-like, canid, although the snout wasn't exceptionally elongated. It had canine-like teeth. To the best of my recollection, the eyes were an amber color, but may have had a reddish glow reflection to them. It had a wolf-like tail. It turned its head to watch us and tracked us as we passed. It seemed quite aware of our presence. Now, my friend and I continued in stunned silence for a few moments. When the creature was no longer in view, I turned and asked my friend what we had seen. We just, seen, we just saw an effing werewolf, were his exact words. I agree that there was pretty much, that was pretty much my assessment. I asked if he would turn the car around, but he refused to do so. Now, we spent the rest of the trip debating whether it could have been a dog or even someone's escaped pet wolf, but to be honest, it just wasn't. Now, I'm sure of that. Both my friend and I are experienced outdoorsmen, and neither one of us has ever seen anything fitting that description before. I was raised not far from the area and know it quite well. I have spoken to my friend about this, and either one of us is willing to take a polygraph concerning this incident. Please feel free to contact me with any questions you may have. Thank you. Now, 
the the witness's name is John Feathers, and we had um, I had mentioned him before several times. Uh, I had the t- opportunity to uh, <clears throat> speak both witnesses. Now each mentioned an interesting point um, that this creature had a silvery R around it. That's a unique detail and may be an important point. Um, this sighting has raised my hackles a bit, and you know because it suggests that a supernatural aspect may exist of this being. And I'll be cr- quite honest with you; I don't think I we've had one since then that had that silver aura around it or kind of lighted up. <clears throat> now, Butch and I were both familiar with some of the folklore associated with the um, the Lenny Lenape, the Delaware people who inhabited central Pennsylvania for many generations. Now, Butch had already consulted a Cherokee shaman and elder who was referred to him by an associate. Uh, I, pl- I did more research in the L- Lenny Lenape traditions for a possible link to this being, but quite frankly, like with most, most of these cryptid creatures in Native American lore, they, they do consider them to be spirit beings as opposed to flesh and blood. But, you know, I, I, I think that can be different in some respects. So um, that was pro- that was one of our early accounts because um, Butch and I had just started working together not long before that because, of course, we were working on the uh, Todd C's case at the time. And uh, when that report came in, I kind of believe that that was the first report where Butch really started showing interest in the cryptic canine phenomena. So uh, it kind of it snowballed from that point. So this next account with park rangers at uh, Little Buffalo State Park in central Pennsylvania recall a sighting of an upright cryptid that they had in the park one summer night. Now, this is what they was sent to me. I had been working as a park ranger at Little Buffalo State Park in central Pennsylvania for about six months when I had my encounter. It was August of 2006. My partner and I were driving around the park at night to do a final check of the area for the evening. We were about halfway through our section of the park when we got a call from dispatch saying that there was a camper who wanted us to come out and look at his RV because he thought he had been vandalized or broken into. I told dispatch that we would be there shortly, so we turned our vehicle around and we arrived at their campsite within five minutes or so. And we found a gentleman in his mid-60s standing outside his RV and looking very nervous. He walked up to our truck and I asked him if he could please, if we could please look at the camper. His behavior was very unusual and so he cautiously agreed and walked over to the, and we walked over to the camper with us, following closely behind. He was very nervous, and he kept looking around the entire time, almost like he was expecting something to jump out. We took a quick look inside the camper and found nothing that appeared to be out of place or missing. I asked him if anything had been taken from inside, and he said no, but that there were some things that he thought were moved around during a short time he was gone. I looked around for another minute or so before telling him that we didn't see anything wrong. So we thanked him for calling us, and then we started walking back towards the truck. That's when my partner, who is an avid hunter, said to me, do you smell that? 
I stopped walking for a second because I honestly didn't notice any kind of odor other than the normal smell of a state park campground, mildew, pine needles, etc. My partner had spent many hours in the woods, so he knew, knew he smells. He told me that it smelled like something was trying to cover up its own scent. And now that he said that that's when I noticed it as well. It was a very light odor, but there. We looked around for another minute or so before my partner said, I think we need to get out of here. <clears throat> so we got in our truck and drove off towards the main area of the park, which is about one mile away from where we were at the campsite. We navigated our way up a path, and as soon as we got into the main road that travels through the park, we both saw it. It looked like a seven to eight foot tall creature walking along the road. I was driving, so I didn't get a good look at it, but my partner saw it walk out onto the road in front of us. It then quickly crossed to the other side where there was more vegetation and trees. He said that he could only see the backside as it walked across the road, but that it had very wide shoulders, almost too wide for its body. He also said that he thought he could see long black hair covering its arms and shoulders, but he wasn't sure because it was dark. We drove around looking for this thing for about an hour. Now, we had no luck finding anything else unusual, so we eventually gave up and returned to the office. Now, the next day, I couldn't stop thinking about it, so I went back to the site by myself in hopes of finding any evidence of what we saw or smelled there. But we found nothing out of place or unusual in any way. I decided to just move on and not focus on it since no concrete evidence could be found. I've heard of other encounters in this area as well, which makes me believe that there's something going on out here for sure. Also, there have been sightings reported from this area all the way over to Harrisburg. Anyway, that's my story. I'm not here to convince anybody that what I saw was real, but I know what I saw, and the smell was real. Also, there had been several reports of dead deer in the area, deer that are torn apart but not eaten. Now, that's very unusual to say the least. So I'm wondering if this is all connected somehow. The most common theory among, hunt among hunters around here is that something is killing deer just for sport and then covering up its tracks or scent with another odor to mask its own. I can't quite figure out how that would work, but that's what people are saying. In the end, I'm not sure exactly what I think is going on. Now, Little Buffalo State Park is in Perry County. Uh, that's north of Harrisburg, but it's in central Pennsylvania. In fact, it's very near where we've had other sightings in Bald Eagle State Forest, Rothrock State Park, Tuscarora State Forest. There's been a lot of activity around that area. So this next account, uh, the, the uh, witness states, my information is secondhand because it came from my deceased father. I was in my teens when I first heard it, which was around 18 years ago. In 1984, a family lived in a house that was located on River Road along the Racetown branch of the Juniata River near Huntington, Pennsylvania. Now, one early evening during the summer of 1984, he said that he was driving on River Road towards Route 22. The river was on his right side, and it was still light outside. 
He noticed movement near the, I mean, along the near bank, thinking that there may have been a fisherman. He slowed the car to get a better look, and when this creatures, then's when this creatures stood up on two legs. It was not a fisherman, but what he called a walking wolf. Now the creature looked at my father for a second, then quickly walked into the river. He believes it either walked or swam to the far bank, but he saw it pull itself out of the water and run into the woods on two legs. He described it as at least six foot in height, with sparse brown and gray hair on the body and legs and arms that looked like those of a well-developed human man. It had hands with claws and large, long feet. The head was that of a wolf with a heavy mane of hair. Now, it bared its teeth, which resembled those of a dog or wolf. He said it didn't look like the movie Wolfman, that it looked more like an actual wolf. He later found a photo from an old film that he said looked like the creature's head and face without the clothes. A few other family members have heard this story. Now, my uncle, father's brother, believes that it was true. He said that there have been several weird animals seen along the lake and down river since the dam was constructed in 1973. I've only heard about Raystown Ray, the, the lake monster, which I believe is an exaggeration. But then again, who am I to question uh, anyone's story? My father was a truthful person and never uh, told lies or make-believes. I know that you've gotten other walking wolf reports, and I read a few on your website. I looked at the map also. It seems that the creatures are real and that my father did see them. If you could contact me, I'd like to talk about this. Thank you. Uh, CC was his initials. Now, I contacted CC by telephone after a few emails. Uh, he seemed honest and feels his father witnessed something unusual, I added some other details to the account after discussing it with him. As far as upright canine sightings, I don't believe that there have been any other recorded sightings around the lake, though there have been a few Bigfoot encounters reported over the years. Now, this sighting is in the general area of Pennsylvania where, you know, this lake and loop where I believe most of these upright canine activity has been taking place, even though that was 39 years ago. So I did receive a telephone call from a 36-year-old man from Altoona, Pennsylvania. He had, been a, uh, he had come across the blog while uh, searching for information that could help him identify a creature he encountered in the summer of 1998. Now, the location of the encounter was in an area known as Homer's Gap, which is in Logan Township in Blair County, Pennsylvania. He and another man were traveling west on Homer's Gap Road, approximately two miles from the turnoff on the Homer's Gap Road from Grandview Road. And as they were in a wooded residential area, they noticed something standing on the side of the road. Now, as they slowed, the light from the nearby residence illuminated an eight to nine foot upright wolf described as looking the same as the lichens in the movie underworld wolf-like head covered in black and brown matted hair long muscular arms with human-like hands hanging down along the body as they approached this beast it immediately got down on all fours and sprinted across the road it was then they noticed it had large black human-like feet and hocked legs the body had a huge chest and was sparsely covered in hair. 
as well as a tapered body with muscular legs. The height of the back was higher than the vehicle's hood. As it crossed the road, it looked back at the vehicle, and then they noticed its bright golden eyes. After it crossed and moved into the woods, the driver floored the vehicle, almost losing control. Neither witness had talked about the encounter since. Uh, and I did talk to them. Butch, Butch actually talked to them, and Butch went to the area at Homer's Gap uh, a couple months afterwards. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't see any, but we have had other sightings around that area. Um, so, And I think this next one is around there as well, but we'll see. Now, I remember, now this next account, uh, the witness stated, I remember listening to you on Coast to Coast, so I re-listened to the 2017 show you did this weekend. Uh, it was Sunday, uh, September 1st, around 3.30 p.m. I was on the road from Bellwood, Pennsylvania, in Addis uh, Township, Blair County. That goes up Skelp Mountain to Sinking Valley. It's right off exit 41 off Interstate 99. The road goes parallel to I-99 for a short piece, then a park and ride. Just past that, I was pulling off the road to pick some weeds for drying for my wife. <clears throat> now, just as I was pulling off up ahead of me, about 500, excuse me, about 50 yards or so, something walked across the road coming from a patch of woods that is between this road and I-99 northbound lane and crossed heading up into the woods to the mountain. I do not know what it was, but I know it was not a deer. It was not a bear and not a dog. It was on all fours, dark colored, and, be and between brown and black. It was overcast that Sunday afternoon. It was on all fours close to the height of a horse. Not a huge horse, but I was in a Toyota Tundra and the back was as high as the hood for sure. It was very lanky built, thinner, and muscular. Long legs with a snout head like a dog or wolf. It had very long back legs and I'd see a good three feet under the belly to the road as it walked on all fours. I only saw it for five second time frame and so as it went across the road and up the bank and into the thick woods. I drove up fast and jumped out, but it was too dark in the woods at that time to see anything. It was gone. Now, uh, I'm 58, and I've hunted and fished in Pennsylvania all my life, and most of it. Uh, I've spent quite a time of my life around these woods and streams, and I know I never saw anything like this before. It did not look my way, just crossed and was gone. I know it was not a deer or a horse or a bear for sure. I have no way of knowing what it was or is, but it fits some of the descriptions you had discussed. I just want to report to you. Thanks, JB. Now, I called JB as soon as I received the report, and I asked if he, it could have been an elk, but his response was reasonably eliminated. I mean, his response reasonably eliminated that. Uh, he asked that... Uh, he said that the hind end was raised higher than the shoulder. Uh, like what a human would look like if we tried to walk on all fours. Now, JB thought that it could have easily raised itself to a bipedal position, and it may have reached eight to nine foot in height. The head was like that of a canine. Now, he said that it reminded him of his relatives, mixed wolf German shepherd dog. 
This location was approximately three miles from Homer Gap from that sighting that was back in 1998. So that Homer Gap area in around 22, and that, it's, it's had a lot of sightings. Uh, so um, in fact, I believe we have all in all around Altoona, that whole Altoona metro area, probably about eight to nine sightings over the years. So this next account, I received a telephone call from an eyewitness who claims to observed an upright, upright canine in Cambria County, Pennsylvania. And I will say Cambria County has had a lot of sightings over the years. It's not far from the other areas. The eyewitness, an older gentleman named John Start, stated to me that he had been at Wilmore Reservoir on Friday, June the 1st, 2018. He had been fishing on the lake. Now, at dusk, between 8 and 8.30 p.m., he noticed something on the edge of the nearby woods, a bipedal creature. As he focused on the being, he soon realized that it was white in color and it resembled a wolf on two legs watching me. John described the being as white in color, fur and skin with a large wolf-like head. The body was tapered with extremely thin waist and a thick muscular chest. The arms were long and muscular with long fingers. The hocked legs also had a well-defined, very muscular build. The arms, legs, and head were fur-covered, while the torso and chest were sparsely furred. He uh, estimates the height was at least seven foot. The creature looked at John for several seconds, then turned to its right and walked along the edge of about 20 to 30 foot. It then ducked into the trees. There were a few other people in the general vicinity, but no one else reacted to the creature. Now, uh, John was hesitant to report the sighting and later found my sighting report advertisement on Google. And he agreed to talk by telephone, but does not wish to be contacted in person. Now, he lives in Portage, Pennsylvania, a town where three other sightings have been made in the, this, you know, previous to that. Um, the team had been to Portage and talked to other witnesses before that. So, um, you know, the exact sighting, you know, the exact location of the sighting was being withheld at the time, but we later had did have later sightings in that area again, so we did do some investigations. Now, if you have questions, I'm going to read this last report, but I got a follow-up on it, but you can go ahead and start formulating your questions in the chat. Now, in the summer of 2020, this is from the next witness, my wife and I had two unusual encounters while fishing near Ebensburg, Pennsylvania and Cambria County. Both occurred in an area we used to fish multiple times a week, even late at night. It's been my favorite trout creek of mine since I was a child. The first encounter was around the end of July 2020, I believe around 3 to 4 p.m. We were at our usual spot for an hour or so and didn't get any bites, so we decided to try and find a spot my dad had told us about. We packed up and walked down a trail and ATV path for maybe 20, 15 to 20 minutes before we found a tree stand set up and knew we had to have walked past the spot we were looking for. We just wanted to fish, so I tried to walk directly towards the creek from the trail, but the brush was very thick and hard to navigate. 
I could see it was quite swampy on the other side, so I gave up, and we started walking back the way we had come. As soon as we started walking again, we heard something moving around just past the brush. We acknowledged it and assumed it was simply a squirrel or something similar. Shortly after this, we, we came to a large puddle on the trail with tadpoles in it. So we stopped for a few minutes to watch them swim. Now, we, we start walking again and immediately notice the sound of leaves and sticks again, just in the brush. <clears throat> now, after a minute, we realize something is following us. Without stopping, I grabbed my, salt, my small fishing cleaning knife and a larger knife I carry specifically for self-defense and gave my weight the smaller knife. Eventually, as we got closer to our original spot and car, the trail opened into a large field. Once we were in the field and out of the dense trees, whatever it seemed to be was gone. At the time, the best thing we could come up with was it was a cougar because we knew whatever it was was following and watching us. But then, as we discussed it more, we realized it was a bipedal walk like a man and could not have been on four legs. Now, the second incident was at the same creek, but a few miles upstream and about a month or so later, around six, 5 to 6 p.m. This time, we went to a spot we usually avoided because it's, most, it's the most accessible area on the creek and most likely to have other people. We specifically chose this spot because of what had happened the last time. In this spot, a bridge goes over the creek, and there's a large area underneath to fish from. Now, we climb under the bridge and start fishing. But after a few minutes, we started to hear those sounds like something pacing back and forth, or maybe going in circles in a swamp to our left side. Again, I think maybe it's a squirrel or rabbit, even a raccoon or a fox, but I'm uneasy because of the last time fishing. So I started occasionally tossing pebbles at the noise, hoping whatever it you know, was would get scared and run away. It would stop for a minute or two, then start moving again, and I'd throw another, and it would stop again. It did this for about a half an hour before we decided to leave. We stood on the bridge for a bit, which is at least 10 foot above the swampy area, but couldn't see or hear anything else and left. Again, we believe it was bipedal footsteps. We have not been back to that creek since then. We stick to fishing for larger grant at larger dams and try to go only to times when it's more likely that other people would be out. Also now carry a large handgun or two when fishing, just in case. The creek this all took place at also happens to flow into a local dam where we have re- where you have reported the white dogman sighting about two years before our experiences. So <clears throat> this is one area where we've had several reports. So uh, Fans Monsters 14 research investigators Thomas Carroll and Bernadette McDaniel submitted an original Wilmore Dogman report on April 30th, 2022. Now, here's their original report. Now, this is from Tom Thomas. Uh, Bernadette and I were unable to investigate the site of the first K-9 encounter due to the fishing derby and limited parking. We did, however, investigate the second encounter site. We arrived around 11 a.m. The second location is a mix of swamp area and open timber. After following the creek north for approximately 100 yards, we discovered a large print about 5 inches wide and 14 inches long. 
While searching the area around the print, Bernadette heard a whoosh sound followed by the sound of something large running toward her. We searched the area but could not find anything that would have caused a loud whooshing sound. Now, after this time, the woods became eerily quiet. The birds stopped singing. No other prints or sounds, uh, signs were found. I hope to return to investigate further in the coming weeks. I have included a picture of the print in a print of the map with a pin on the, the location where the print was found. And for driving instructions to get to the first spot, you would turn off Route 22 into Wilmore Road and continue until near the end of the road where you'll find a bridge going over the creek. It's a deep valley between a farm and some sort of electrical station. Very easy to find. To get to the second spot, you'd have to go off Route 22 at Admiral Perry Highway. Eventually, you come to a hill into a hollow. Here you turn into a small gravel road named Spinner Road. You'll follow this road until you cross a bridge near a farm. Then there's a second bridge just beyond that farm where the second incident occurred. Now, there are also back roads that can get you from one spot to another. Um, so uh, anyway, after, after he reported that, I also received a uh, follow-up report on October 16th of 2022. Now, he stated that I was able to meet with the witnesses at the site of the second encounter. We spent an hour checking out the area. We were not able to locate any physical evidence this trip, but the witnesses pointed out the location of their experiences. They also related several other incidents in the area around Wilmore Reservoir over the years by themselves and other family members, including what I believe to be mostly Bigfoot. But there was one winged humanoid sighting by the witness's father. Now, Bernadette and I believe that this area may be on a migration route for Bigfoot, and we expect more sightings in the spring. And I plan on checking the area a few more times this winter and spring. And that was from Thomas Carroll. So that's the that's the last of tonight's presentation. Uh, I wanted to put the updates from Bernadette and Tommy uh, so you get an idea of what you know we do as far as looking into these accounts. But um, if you got any questions, go ahead and put it up onto the uh, on the chat. Uh, I want to thank Lucky Gypsy for their donation, Mortal Clown for their generous donation, Robos 1776 for their donation, and Short Order Cook for their donation. Uh, and uh, glad to see. Uh, order to cook back it's been a while so let me go to the um the questions and go back and see if i can find all of them just give me a second here and if i do miss your question go ahead and re repost it <laughs> now magnus Homer Gap is around the way to Wapsanak Mountain with the White Lady Ghost, by the way. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with the lore around there, uh, some of the paranormal lore. I do know that that area, and that's I think that's north of Altoona, th there have been a lot of sightings of a lot of different things over the years. Um, it's kind of a creepy area, too, as far as I, what I remember, because I used to go... <laughs> I used to go 
up that area and i actually i used to go up to uh racetown lake and i used to go to glendale lake and go fishing up there and that's on the other side of altoona so i i know the area a little bit uh let's see other questions Hands Quatch. Are there any military bases in the area of these settings? I don't think so. Uh, you can ask Tom Thomas because he would probably know. But I don't know if there are. Uh, you know, Pennsylvania is kind of a crazy state for military installations because most of them are either hidden somehow, and they're not usually very big. Uh, of course, you've got your standards like Raven Rock and a few other places like Indian Town Gap, but you know, there could be some smaller installations around there. Um, Thomas might be able to give you give you an idea of what's up there. I just saw this. Uh, Joshua twelve twelve. Bernadette, if you in line make a map of the sighting people sent to you in Pennsylvania and put them in pin the location, might be able to find out. I I um I do have the map. I mean, I guess we could do it on that map, but it it is pinned. Uh, and I do have the, I do have the report on, it's an interactive map. I don't know if you've ever seen it or not. Um, but if you, if you do look in the, um, if you look in the credits or you look in, in underneath this, uh, this video, I do have a link to the Pennsylvania upright canine interactive map, the dog man map. So, you might be able to find it from there. Uh, Jose Sanchez, is there information relating to the dogman body count that you're aware of? Are you talking about Pennsylvania? You're talking about nationwide or worldwide? I mean, in Pennsylvania, we've had, we have personally had 24 reports since 2013. And there are about a dozen historical reports. Now, this is throughout the state. Plus, we've had a lot of reports in Maryland. We've had a few in Ohio, closer to, you know, these are near the border of Pennsylvania. And up in New York, we had a couple near the border as well. Uh, 24 baby bulls. Anyone reported hearing a metallic noise before having an encounter? Not that I know of. I, I can't recall that. I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but I, I cannot recall that. Joshua twelve twelve Lon, do you think a malevolent ET race like the reptilians are releasing these cryptids? I don't know. You know, I I, I don't believe they're indigenous. I I think they, just like I think with most cryptids, are some type of interdimensional being. Um, but you know, Pennsylvania, and you know, Butch and I thought that Butch both talked about this, Pennsylvania. And, and especially in central Pennsylvania, there's a lot of coal mines. And there's a lot of old coal mines. And um, I, I think some cryptids can, could utilize those, uh, those mines or those caves for shelter. So uh, especially in Cambria County, Cambria County's got a lot of coal mines. <clears throat> uh, you go up in the Perry County, up in the center county where we're getting these sightings. Yeah, there, there are coal mines there. So it's very possible that they're using that. 
Dwayne Harbison. I'm curious about whether or not people think these are Darian Troop versus the Crypt Dogman. I don't know. I I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that before. Um, you know, I've heard the lent- lycanthropy uh, theory that these are possibly a human that contract lycanthropy or some type of mental illness, you know, the whole Wolfman story. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure on that. Uh, Marla Snyder, do you think the fact that there are many minds gays in the area it has something to do with all the, the dogmas? It, it could be. It could very well be using those even for a short period of time to, to hide. But there are, there are, there are a lot of caves. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Science Bob, thank you for your, um, for your donation. I'm glad you and Lala enjoy the show. Thank you. Savage Grammy. How does dog man always avoid being on camera? It's a good question. Um, can, can they sense those things? I don't know. Uh, are they in, in, unable, I mean, to be photographed? There's an, that's another theory you hear. Um, I, I just don't know. And I wish I did know. But uh, it is a mystery. Uh you know, as far as real, and look, you see a lot of, you see a lot of CGI and AI representations of these, these cryptid canines. Uh, people will say they catch them on, on trail cams as such, but quite frankly, when you go through the filter and look at them, you, you can see that they're, they're rigged or that they're fake or AI generated. So, um, I haven't really seen, but maybe one or two that I could honestly say that that could be an actual sighting or a photograph or even a video. Um, but I do believe, I, I do believe they, they have some, some method of not staying away from cameras as I do Bigfoot as well. I think they do as well. Um, and maybe most cryptids. Uh, fish belly, Bigfoot or Dogman sighting in Huntingdon or Fulton counties. I don't know what that means, but we do get sightings in both counties. Um, Fulton County is, is mostly Bigfoot. Uh, the whole way down into Maryland from Fulton County. Uh, Huntingdon County is mostly Bigfoot. That one cryptid canine sighting report was the only one I've ever gotten out of Huntingdon. Uh, when you wrote meme humanoid, did you do on-site investigations? Absolutely. Yeah. Some of them we did. I mean, we didn't do them all, but some of them we did because a lot of them were, weren't local, but some of the sightings that we had in Pennsylvania, we did, we did investigate.
Joshua 12, 12, I'm from Connecticut. Have you heard of any cryptids in my state? Bigfoot? Yeah, there have been some Bigfoot sightings in Connecticut. There have been some big cat sightings in Connecticut. Um, you know, <laughs> speaking of big cats, and somebody did mention the thing with the cougar uh, in Cambria County. I, I think most people who, who are out in the outdoors a lot will agree that most states in the continental United States have big cat sightings occasionally. Uh, of course, the zoologist and the uh, scientist and even the official accounts from the game commissions will deny that. Uh, they always do. But I've had, I've had game people tell me they, they've seen evidence of it, and if not seen one. So, uh, but no, I've heard of big cats uh, up in Connecticut. Hans Quatch. Have any attacks or deaths been reported? Not that I know of. Um, these creatures do stand their ground for the most part, but as far as attacks and physical attacks, I don't know of any, quite frankly. Uh, but then again, if that thing attacked somebody and killed them, who's to say they just wouldn't be able to determine what it was? Somebody would say it would be some wild dog or something that attacked them and killed them. So maybe they didn't live to tell the facts, but um, as far as someone surviving it, I don't know of any. Uh, I see Luis is Castillo is in there tonight. Thanks for coming on. Joshua 1212. What's your thought on some werewolves seen wearing pants? I've heard that. Um, I have also heard of Bigfoot wearing pants or a shirt. Uh, and that was in Pennsylvania. In fact, that was in Lancaster County over there near um, Strasburg years ago. Uh, old Amish guy swore up and down that he um, he saw a Bigfoot in, in um, on his farm that had pants on. Then it disappeared. Now, he didn't tell me directly. He, the guy collected his milk on his farm told me about it. Uh, as far as werewolves and upright canines with clothes, I haven't heard of any. But, you know, historically, I, I guess, especially in the old country, people said that they had seen that. Uh, but any of the reports here in the United States, I don't know of any like that. Lala, thank you for the, the super sticker. Much appreciated. Tyler Guerin, hey, Lon, have you ever heard that Pennsylvania has the highest number of cult devil worship, black magic activity throughout the United States? I don't know. There's a lot of it. Uh, there's a lot of powwowers, too. There's a lot of root magic, uh, root conjuring. Witchcraft has been you know, been a part of this state ever since, you know, ever since people came from Europe and, and, and settled here. I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty well known. Maybe I'll do a witchcraft show sometime, uh, specifically for the area. Uh, I, I do have people in my family that were powwowers. So I know a, a few stories, uh, when nice, 
Thank you for the, your donation. Very much appreciated. And Annabelle Lee, why are there so many dogman sightings all of a sudden all over the world? Um, I I don't think it has to do with um, actual creatures being around. I think people are more open to actually reporting them now. You know, you see all this stuff on the internet. You see people like me reporting them. You see, you see television shows. <clears throat> people are less inhibited about coming forward. Um, you know, the the biggest thing is the, um, um, you know, people want to avoid ridicule. So, Double D said, do the Remar story. Well, I will tell you one thing. I'm related to Nelson Remar. He was a great, great uncle. So, uh, yeah, I, I can do that sometime. And, and people don't know the Nelson Raymeyer, the Hex murder case in York County. He was a powwower who was murdered uh, because two gentlemen thought he had put a curse on them. Uh, that happened back in the 19, early 19, it was 1930s, late 20s. But it was it was a worldwide known case. They wrote a book about it. Uh, Hex, excellent book. There was somewhat of a movie made about it, uh, but uh, that uh, Donald Sutherland was in actually. Okay, folks. Well, I'm going to thank each and all of you for watching and chatting. If you did donate, very much appreciated. Your support makes all this possible. So please like, subscribe, and share. Uh, if you have a sighting or encounter report that you'd like to be considered for the personal report show or post it on Fams and Monsters, feel free to forward to my email at lonstrickerfamsandmonsters.com. So uh, we'll do a show next Friday. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but uh, I'll figure it out. But anyway, uh, I want to thank everybody again. And um, yeah, I see some things coming up. Anyway. Uh, so uh, until we meet again, and uh, have a, a safe, enjoyable weekend, and uh, we will talk soon. So take care and good night.